Iguana fam. Before we get started, I want to take the time to thank you for everyone who's been listening to the Iguana Pod. Please keep rating, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Make sure to tell a friend who might benefit from listening. This podcast is brought to you by listeners like you, so everything helps. Help us spread the word about the importance of talking about mental health by donating to our Patreon campaign on patreon.com slash Alamo. Since you've been listening, know sometimes we joke about suicide, death, and other difficult mental health issues and situations, but we want you to know that we don't take it lightly, and we're concerned about you and the rest of our listener base. We really care about you and your well-being, so if you're having suicidal thoughts or a plan, please stop listening to this podcast and call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or text home to 741-741. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they provide 24-7 support to people in crisis situations. Remember, WANA, We're No Alamo is about opening up the conversations, and sometimes it's easier to talk about hard stuff when there's a little laughter involved. Remember, we want you to stay with us, and you're not alone because we are no Alamo. Woohoo! Happy November, and welcome to We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast. I am your host, Paige Whalen, my co-host, Matthew Hay. How are you guys doing tonight? Glad to be here. And Donnie. What's up, Donnie? Hey, what's up, everybody? All right. So November is about negotiation. October was about openness. I think we had a solid month. Everyone, thank you for listening. It was a lot of fun to go into the analytics and see, you know, one person per day to 50 people per day to 20 people per day listening. All unique listeners, also on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help. And to know that you guys are actually invested in listening to us is really cool. So I want a social media shout out to everyone out there who's been listening. Also, if you gave $5 to this podcast on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Alamo, we'd be able to raise hundreds of dollars for a podcast um, with just one donation of $5. So please take that into consideration. It's starting the giving season. November, Thanksgiving, what's up? Yeah. I know. Someone has a Christmas sweater on already. I know, right? This is actually Matthews. Yeah. I would say take that off, but that would be awkward. No, yeah. I know, right? Well, I, I Who to wants to see? Halloween was yesterday, so you got to tone it down a bit. It could okay. be her Halloween costume. Yeah, right? I know. We were a little uh, early to bed, early to rise for Halloween. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't do anything for Halloween. Same. We were going to carve pumpkins, and Matthew was like, I'm tired. And I was like... I've had two glasses of wine. And next thing you know, Time she's asleep two. at nine. <laughs> <laughs> there, was not, there was not much I could have done because my daughter was, uh, had, was going through her first cold, so I yeah. couldn't bring her out. I wanted to bring her trick-or-treating, but just time-wise, time it's just... You have so much time, though. Yeah. It's going to be so much better. What has been y'all's favorite Halloween memory, by the way? Favorite Halloween memory? Yeah. Of all time? All time. All time. I'll start because my mom needs a shout out. Shout out, Sherry Waylon. You just interrupted me, by the way. I know, but think about it. Nope. Think about it. <laughs> nope. Did I apologize? No, because I don't have 10 cents right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to have, like, we lived in a um, a circle. A, a cul-de-sac? A circle. <laughs> yes, a cul-de-sac. And my mom used to make Halloween flyers. We'd have this huge um, neighborhood Halloween party every year. And I, we would print out the Halloween invitations on colored paper, paper, come to this Halloween party at the Waylands, dress up, everyone would bring their kids from all the neighborhood. We'd have a huge, like, trough of candy that everyone would come in. It was like a community candy trough. And then we'd all sit around in a circle and, like, 
trick or treat around the neighborhood. We'd have like the thing blocked off, and it was bigger than Christmas, man. Like I looked forward to Halloween every year, and I feel like it's a a little. I'm sorry, mom, for being so boring. <laughs> What was your favorite memory, Matthew? Um, so I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska, so Halloween wasn't something that you walked to the, usually the elementary school in your neighborhood and they'd have like a carnival there. So we yeah. really couldn't trick or treat because it'd be, by the time Halloween was here, like negative 10, you know, we'd already have snow. It wasn't like you could really be outside too it's much. Trick or frostbite. Trick yeah, or frostbite. Pretty much. That could go south real quick. <laughs> so when I moved to Texas, um, when I was 12, it was my no, sorry, I was nine. It was my first time being able to trick or treat outside without. Are you like, sorry? Yeah, I am. And <laughs> he doesn't even want to do it. Yep. No. Uh, Accountability jar. Accountability jar, Matthew. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you just shake that jar and not You're a smooth son of a. <laughs> really is. Don't worry. I know where his change is. All my change is in the accountability jar at home. So there you go. That's true. That is very true. No, so it was my first time, like, you know, actually trick or treat till like till sunset and be outside, like actually use like a sleeping uh, sleeping bag, uh, your pillow and fill it up with candy. Like, so that was like the coolest one. And it's probably the last time I ever did it too. So yeah, yeah, not the biggest on trick or treating, but well, or dressing up. Have you ever trick or treated when you're too old? Do you think? Nope. I think I did. I'm, I'm not pretty sure. sure. Like well, you're too never really is. too old unless you're out of high school. You're too old. While you're in high school, you can still do it. I don't think so. I think once where's you hit the, 18. Where's the line, Donnie? 18 is way too old. No, because would you rather have I a 7 year like out trick-or-treating or out drinking? Exactly. I think it's like 12, though. No, I think it's like I used to give it to high schoolers. I think the line's like 45. I think it should be. <laughs> well, half the time. So you think about this. All those parents with kids, Donnie included, oh the parents God. are walking with the kids. The kids can't walk. So who's really doing the trick-or-treating? This is so I not PC. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Have y'all seen the SNL episode of the guy who goes as a pedophile to house to house? I have not seen that. I, I have not, want. and I don't want to. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's like, hello, I'm Peter. I'm a pedophile. Ha ha. I'm required by law to tell you. And they're like, is this a Halloween costume? He's like, isn't that the skit where the guy was Peter. like, what's worse than a? They had like a board, and they had to like. Kind of terrified and see what was over the next word. Uh, yeah. And it was like rapist. It was like yes. rapist. And he turns his thing and it's, it's like, what's worse than a rapist? And he pulls it off and his child on top of a rapist. And the guy's oh, like, God. A child is worse than a rapist? Like, no. No, dude. Child. Like, that's not the game. No. <laughs> Put two and two together. It yeah. was terrible. All mm-hmm. right. Back to negotiation. So, Matthew, you're a technical recruiter for Technology Navigators I Recruiting am. Company. Just Tell a me bit. about your week. You had a great week, it sounded like. I did. I had a good week. Um, I mean, good and bad. There's always good and bad things that happen. Okay. Um, you know, Start with the good. So I got another uh, gentleman in an amazing job here in town, so that's awesome. Congratulations. That makes me really happy. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for him? Oh, it means he's making more money than he was before. And now he actually has better benefits through my company and things like that. So, like, he didn't have benefits nice. before while he was contract as a contract worker. And now he does um, on top of making more money per hour. So it worked out well for him That's and for awesome. me because it's a great client. It's a good company. And more than likely, they're going to bring him on permanently nice. pretty quickly. So. And why is negotiation important for recruitment? Oh, my God. It's the most – I don't even so know if it's myth, so much – myth is – and Donnie, shout me out if I'm wrong. But we talked about this in our episode, Recruiters Are Friends. Check that out on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe, comment. Anyway, so 
it's in recruiters better interest to hire you at a higher rate so that they can get commissions off of that salary. Yes. They, people in other companies searching for, um, candidates hire you to find those people and they pay a pretty penny, right? They can. Yeah. So why is it in your better interest to get someone like a really good job and to like, you don't have to negotiate. Because well, yeah. I know people come there and they're like, oh, we, we want to negotiate because it's in our better interests." Like, no, 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 misconception. It, I mean, like, it can be for some things, but a lot of times, I guess it depends on the type of, like, there are the bad eggs out there who are going to try to not pay someone what they're worth. And that's a fact. But that's with everything. I mean, how many job offers have people had that you're not getting paid what you're worth? Um, I don't know, because no one talks about salary. I know. Um, and so you, there's those okay. issues. Um but like sometimes like with myself, you tell me what you want. I'm going to try to work with that. And I'll be blunt. I'm like, you say it's a contract position or a full-time position. And you're saying, I need to make 160K a year or whatever, whatever number it is. I'm going to tell you if I can find it or not. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you if I think you're worth it or not. Um, based on your experience, if you can do the job, then you might be worth it. Um, but I don't really like to negotiate when it comes to that because it's, this is what you're looking for. This is what you want. Okay. I can roll with that. But okay. I'm going to try to be realistic within your means. Like if you're... You know, somebody without the experience, I'm going to tell you straight to your face that this is going to be a long shot. Like, yeah. This is probably going to work for you. Like, you need to take things into perspective. You don't have a degree. You went to a boot camp and you've worked for two years. You're not a $150,000 a year person. So to someone who might No offense to anybody been, out there. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're not... I know, right? I am, we're, but that's not why. We're not... Um, <laughs> we're not code program shaming people here. No. No, my, my thing is, you know, it is important to be upfront with whoever you're talking to because, you know, like I actually lost a deal a few weeks ago because a person, you know, we agreed on something. We agreed on being paid X an hour for the next two to three years. Long, long time contract, all that stuff. Well, then once they got the job offer, they changed their mind. Like, well, I actually need to make more money. That We didn't agree on that. Even though we had it in email strings that this is what we agreed to. So it's um, like a negative well, because they thought that I, oh, you, you, you're offering me this. Now they offer me the job. Now you'll be willing to pay me more. But the thing is, we aren't able to. Like, you we already told, negotiated that. We negotiated that with the, with the client. That was the rate that they were going to pay for this person. And there was no wiggle room because mm -hmm. we're giving everything we can. Can I cut you off for a second? Yes. I'm very interested to find out how your field is going to change with the, uh, I'm sure you're aware of the new, um, new kind of process that uh, Microsoft and Google have implemented and Apple have implemented where they're trying to hire more candidates without a degree now mm -hmm. because before they were actually requiring you to have some sort mm -hmm. of degree under your yep. belt. And now because so many people are being self-taught with the internet, yeah, it's actually becoming vice versa. Like people are like, Oh, we're how hard you've been trying. Yeah. Cause like anybody, I, I, not to say, I'm not trying to falter or put it down no. anybody that has a degree. No. But the thing is, is that I feel like with these big time organizations, they've also realized that college can sometimes be a rip off for a lot of people. Like you end up going to school and end up doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then now you hear people talking about how trade schools are better and how all this stuff is better. That's fine because we're going through a situation where people and the environment's becoming saturated with all these higher level degrees in trades such as welding. Or well, that, sorry, I have to interrupt you. That last comment is, um, is something that people say, but it's not true. Tell me. Um, Correct me, sir. 25% of the American population has a college degree, around 25%. Um, and if you go higher education, so we're going like master's degree, PhD level, you're talking one to two percent. So it's not being saturated yet. So that's what about like with Christian, my sister, the pharmacist, she the, like super saturated environment. Certain fields, 
that is different. So there is specifics of certain fields, like um, pharm- your sister's a pharmacist. Pharmacists, they did put well, too many schools up. That was for grad school. They released mm-hmm. too many people. That's a common issue when things have become in the market. You have a large hole, so people try to fill it. So you build up more programs to fill the hole, but then it becomes a more problem because you're producing more than you can the, than the economy can Supply sustain. Supply demand issue. Exactly. So it would have been better for them to create less schools, kind of like med schools. They haven't really created too many new med schools in this country in a long time. Mm-hmm. We are seeing a shortage of doctors, but by making it easier to become a doctor is not necessarily a good thing. Um, you know, that's where you're seeing so many PAs now. Yep. Uh-huh. To try to fill that hole, but and, it, and you know that makes sense. Um, but like with technology, I do see a lot of people are self-taught, and I actually talked to a dude today who is a self. His dad was a senior level architect for a major corporation. So for his entire life, he's been coding, you know, but, you know, so he went to college, he got another degree, but he was working full time the entire time for in his situation. It works well, right? Because he's been coding his whole life and he's been also in the field now working professionally for 10 years. Yeah. That changes the ball game. Um, does it? it does, because if you taught yourself to get that first job is going to be tough because you're going to have to prove that you can do what they want you to do. Um, it's, it's a little bit different ball game when they recruit at colleges, at least you, they know that you went through X, Y, and Z classes when they were hiring people from other, like, you know, self-taught individuals, which there's a lot out there. Like I'm working with, I've heard, and I'm going to cut you off just to kind of turn the tables a little bit. I've heard from project management in the past that they don't necessarily trust self-taught individuals as much as they would Mm -hmm. someone who has been self-taught by a curriculum based yeah. Well, there's things you just won't know. There, there are things you won't know, like with algorithms per se. Yeah. So, so there's some, there, there's a benefit to both. Um, and there's I think negotiation there. There so, is. I mean, like I have a company I work with that pretty much said, we don't care that what degree you have, if you have one at all, mm-hmm. we want to know your desire, your passion and what you've done, but they're also still only looking for people with eight to 10 years minimum experience. Right. Because they're looking for people who have, you know, cut their teeth in the startup. They've done their work. They've proven themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear something crazy? I would I, love to. I don't mean to cut you off either, but you want to hear something like... You don't need to stop apologizing for cutting each other off and just for, be like, I'm cutting you off, motherfucker! For, for example, Get in there! Like, a good example of what I'm saying is that <laughs> like, you have a company like Naughty Dog, which is like the biggest... Yep. Oh my god, Naughty uh, video Dog! Game, video game company in, in like... Uncharted? Oh, rock on. Yeah. Uh, and I but they did Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Love Crash Bandicoot. So I, I, have a, I follow... I'm friends with a couple of employees that work over there. I met them over at PAX uh, East years back and uh they were talking about uncharted and i asked them i said if i wanted to go into naughty dog as a conceptual artist or as a environmental artist or mm-hmm. as a programmer uh a, a 2d or 3d artist what would the interview be like and they told me they said we're not even kidding you right now you can walk in with as many credentials as you want as many magna cum laude's as you want as many they literally sit you down and they're like draw us a box Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see how you draw a box. Is that like, oh, uh, well, here's a landscape I did, and here's a here's a here's a vertical landscape showing. Oh, here, or here's my here's my, my here's my down with the basics that I have, and the level I use the rule of thirds to put all different types of things in the scene in the shot. No, they're like, draw us a box, and we want to see how you do it. Yep, and it's like a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know if that's a hundred percent. What happens every time? Well, definitely lot, at IKEA. A lot, a, lot, a, lot of these, a lot of these guys that go in there with degrees that are ready, they're like, oh my God, this guy's going to ask me to do like things like, oh, how's your zebra skills? How's your Maya nope. skills? How's your, yeah. 
it's like they get taken back if you're like, what? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I guess maybe that might come into consideration with the yeah. fact that a lot of these things can be very easily manipulated today's age and like how uh, yep. resume statistics have shown that people oh like, my god rely on their resume and like all this crazy stuff. We talk about resumes all day. Well, so, since we're talking about work, it's time for a wanna weigh in. Wanna weigh in. Wanna weigh in. So, talking about negotiation, um, at my job, I get to, I have the opportunity to telework twice a week. And for my mental health and my mental well-being, it's a huge bonus because I don't have to deal with, um, you know, commuting. I can work a couple extra hours, then I can mentally find my baseline again before I have to deal with an hour's worth of traffic. And my manager negotiated with higher level ups and like everybody else to be able to give her staff that privilege. So for Wanna Weigh In today, I want to talk about the 100 hour work week. Y'all, do you want to weigh in? I want to weigh in. I've been there. I've done that. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. What is the 100 hour work week? I've never heard of it before. Oh, man. Welcome to the life of like startups. What? Start no, up. I've worked in startups, though. Like, that's why this is crazy that I don't know about Hold this. On. I, li- I want to weigh in for one goddamn second. Get in there, Please Donnie. Do. Okay, so Straighten I'm, this out. I'm probably you know the, you want to. I'm probably the only one at this table who's actually worked in video gaming, the field of video gaming. Absolutely. So, uh, I worked at SIE in San Diego Yay. for two years. Uh, I worked on titles like God of War, Fat Princess, Mag, um, uh, God of War 3 to be precise. Uh, just all these different... Love those uh, games, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, in particular, uh, so here's here's where I here's where I fall on the subject. It can it, it's either good or bad. It depends. What I mean by that is, it's, it's, if I look at it, our hundred hour work week's good. No, nobody wants to work a hundred hour work week. But no. here's the big but. Um, a lot of these guys that are coming out of like with college degrees, uh, and are excited to get going and. A lot of them are in their, what, mid-20s? Yeah, early 20s, early 20s. Early 20s. So I can speak for myself in saying when I got a job at SIE, I was so adamant on working in the gaming industry and so excited on working in the gaming industry that for me, I didn't have a family yet. I didn't have, my rent was in, in San Diego. I was paying $500 rent a month because I was splitting my rent with four other dudes living in a, living in a, a, a private gated community with a pool and, and, and hot chicks everywhere. Dude, that was and, not my life. So. I like, <laughs> fuck you, man. I was paying $500 a month with yeah, a pool it, with five dudes. I mean. I'm like, that sounds like was a, it a dream, one bedroom dude. apartment. <laughs> I know. No, exactly. Try renting a one bedroom apartment in Oakland for $2,700 a month. Everyone, yeah. allergies are real. Yeah. Also, I've just been screaming at Donnie all day for how, Big of a piece of shit he is for like yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding, yeah. bro. So, 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 Love you, man. Um, I, uh, I was living in a house and uh, we were really lucky and I had a great, and I was like, why am I going to complain if I'm getting like huge fat paychecks to work on games? Even though QA is definitely one of the most rigorous. No shit. You have to. Quality assurance is like, you don't really matter. Talk about QA on Easter eggs. How do you even get there? Well, no. Not Same even. as Easter egg. How well, do you let's stay on topic. Let's okay. stay on topic. Yeah. Go ahead. Just, just Go ahead. stay so, on topic. Okay. So, so, so I had a, uh, in many, many occasions, especially uh, in particular on Fat Princess, uh, having to be deadline and be uh, come out at a certain point in time, being delayed multiple times. They were pushing us, and I was doing about 80-hour, 85-hour work weeks. 
with the team over there in quality assurance. Yeah. Um, and that was also with the developers of Fat Princess on microphones, talking with them, having live beta tests, having live alpha tests, just going through this yep. whole entire process of crunch yeah. to get the game out in time to meet that deadline. Because they couldn't delay again because then it's like, how much money are you dumping into this? Yeah, it's, for it's what? Just, it's too much. So, yep. but the thing is, is that I got to be honest with you. I was young. I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. The money. Yep. And 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 did I really notice the eighty-hour work weeks? Not really. Uh, but then here's where the conversation kind of goes to the mental health situation. Because yeah. I was about it, to be like, but excuse here's, me. Here's where it falls on. Here's where it kind of flips over, and you have the yin and yang. Yeah. What's that situation like? If I'm now 35, 36 years old, I have a family, a wife at home, a kid at home, a four-month build at home. Who has a cold? And I never see them. Well, that Mm -hmm. and the point is, if you've been working that many hours for a long time, you can't really ask to stop. Because you've always been doing that. Because of the fact that you see your boss there doing the same thing. It's like, what do you do? You get up and walk out, and you're like, I gotta go home now. And it's like, wait, your boss is still there. Yep. Yeah. So, like, how are you gonna get a raise? How are you gonna make yourself stand out from a crowd of people? If you want to, if you don't want to, if you want to do regular forty-hour work, no. From well, I mean, personally, I think there's some that some is industry depending on what you're doing. Um, and I think like my brother-in-law is an actuary. You know, during quarter end of quarter, he is working eighty-hour weeks. He's working every Saturday and Sunday to finish up what they have to do for the end of quarter. Understandable. It's a life you chose to a degree. That's not every week. Um, you know, I think the hundred-hour work week. I get, like you say, I understand it too. Because I mean, like if you're in the, a release cycle, you have to get things released. But life you have isn't patches an to make. Agile environment. No, but this is the. If you're in the certain company, depending on certain Tech things. Tech speak, everybody. The terms change when you have huge companies and the suits come in, and they're like, yeah. "My money's going into this. What, what's going on?" Yep. Right. Like we're not delaying again. So, like, what are the pros of working that much? There is no pros to it. So. Except you get something done and you have a in product that you can be proud of, and I think I, that, I agree with Matt on this. I think a lot of these individuals understand and know that's eventually going to happen. Yep. Okay. And I think you know, from my point of view, is like I worked in sales for startups where I was working sixty to eighty hour weeks, mm-hmm. and that was expected. You know, you worked Monday through Saturday, and you worked from six a.m. to seven p.m. every day. That's just yeah. the way it was. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have a job. Well, let's wrap it up. Good conversation. Happy I'm not working 100 hours a week. But Me happy too, no. that it might work for some people. I don't know if it works for anybody. <laughs> well, Reddit said it's a myth, so whatever. Oh, no, I know it's those guys. Conversation. I'm, I'm definitely going to talk more about it, honestly, especially with my mom, who's a teacher, and she fucking puts in so many hours. But rounding it up around the horn, mastering self-soothe. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. first last I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Because I didn't get mine last week. I didn't do any of my mastery. I didn't run like I wanted to. Oh, yeah. I didn't nope. do any mastery yep. either. We, we both didn't do it. We both didn't keep each other accountable. So this week is... Uh, I didn't... Anyway. You might have. Turn. But you didn't run the 5K like you wanted. Um, <gasps> keeping you accountable. I will be doing my 5K tomorrow... Or not tomorrow. Sure. On Saturday morning. With or without somebody. <laughs> and then and this weekend i plan to actually do something for me i haven't decided what that is yet but something for me it might just be locking myself in my headset for like six hours and playing video games it might not be I'm not sure self-soothe yet. it's mm-hmm. a commitment to self-soothe we're gonna mm-hmm. do around the horn donnie uh, red dead redemption 2 <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, how was how was your mastery of the video games last time? And the game itself is over like 200 hours long. So it's so crazy, I love it. man. It's a long time before I master that game. Uh, I'm taking my time with it, though. I'm trying to get my best uh, with like the hour and a half, two hours. I, I love how you talk about, you know, man, I'm just taking my time. Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm, t- I'm soaking it Easing in. Easing into it. You have to at this t- point in time. Yeah, it's like Westworld, that game. Seriously, it's like a oh, cowboy simulator. Um, But I... Uh, I actually also have been doing this diet, uh, and for yeah. everyone on the audio pod, that looks real good. I saw him and I was like, "Your face is so thin." I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I guess where I'm going with that is that, like, I kind of feel I was feel bad for women sometimes because women don't lose weight as fast as men do. So true. And, and it's like my wife sits there and sees me do it, and she's like. You, like, yeah. You've already lost like 12 pounds and you've only been dying for like a week. Yeah. I had a baby and I'm breastfeeding and I'm like, what? And I, all I've really been doing is just drinking a lot of water. A yeah. Lot of juicing, a lot of vegetables. I have broccoli like three times a day. Nice. Uh, Broccoli's delicious. Oh, it's, you know what? Paige won't eat it though. It gets, it gets a lot Hide of, it in dude. my meatloaf. I'll eat it, everybody. <laughs> I hate vegetables. I don't think there's anything better on this planet than getting like steamed broccoli, some garlic, some little bit of olive oil and like, oh, it's so good. I agree. And you feel great after. Super great, but I'm literally uh, gagging right now. Oh, it's so good. I'm um, so, so a brown. I, 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 I don't mind it as much. And the junk, it's been like junk food, coke, all that stuff. Like in the beginning, it was a little tough because on my schedule and what I do, it's like I'm always running around trying to meet deadlines, trying to do whatever. So it's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop at Taco Bell, get a burger. And it's like, now I'm like, you know, it's not Lent yet, right? No, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much right now. But one last thing before I, before I finish is up. that 10 cents? I've been doing. uh, I've been doing. uh, On my way to work or trying to do whatever, I've been doing. um, I bring a a box of kashi with me, kashi cereal, and I have banana. And I literally have a bowl and a spoon in the car. That's freaking awesome. And I'll get almond milk with kashi and banana. I'll eat it. I'll be like, no Taco Bell for me, and I'm good. Yep. Nice. And a lot less. Well, Taco Bell's really dirt cheap, but still. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mastery for me. Next twenty four hours, get this podcast up. Really want to start hitting the donations, guys. Patreon.com slash We Are No Alamo helps keep the podcast going. It's not really a mastery for you. It is a mastery because if I get donations, then that will be my acceptance criteria for my mastery goal. (laughs) And self-soothe. I'm just going to take a long hot shower tonight and just enjoy life because my first full week at this new job. And I'm so proud of myself and I'm happy for this team that we have around us. Love you guys. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Another good podcast. Remember, you are not alone because we we are are no Alamo. Alamo. Take care, guys. Good night. Good night, y'all. Good night. Ciao, poopsies. Maron.